Dr. Petaway tonight. If, um, man, I wish I knew how to sing. But just look at your neighbor and say, uh, everything attached to you is going to win. Shoot. That was, I, that was just a song I was listening to all day. Just say, everything attached to you. It's going to win because it's your winning. Uh, John 19, 26 and 27 says, When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. God, I love you. God, I thank you, God. God, I thank you for the opportunity, God, just to, just to speak into your people, God. So, God, I ask you to open up our hearts, open up our ears, God, so we'll be able to receive everything that you have for us, God. God, I ask you to use me. As I decrease, God, you increase. All of you and none of me. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So now... I was I was gonna uh, text my brother and tell him like, bro, like, can you just give me a specific word? Like, I wanted a certain word that I wanted, but um, you know, you know, you 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 uh, you type something, you delete it. Type something, you delete it. That's what I did because the Holy Spirit didn't allow me to text him. So, so eventually, you know, he texted me. He said, bro, check your email. So I got the email and I looked at the scripture, and I'm like, oh man, like. This text right here is like, it basically speaks for itself, so I really don't have to expound on it, you know? But then this Holy Spirit started talking to me like how Rafiki did Simba when they went to the pond. He said, look harder. So as, so as we look at the text, you know, the, the first thing that I realized is how unselfish Jesus was. Jesus was so unselfish. Because here, here you have Jesus dying. He's suffering. You know, they ripped his beard. They put the crown of thorns on his head. You know, they, they made him carry the cross all the way up. But instead of him thinking about himself, he looked at his mother. And then he looked at his disciple and said, woman, behold. Your son, now if, if we could be honest, if that was any one of us, listen, if that was me, I wouldn't care about what nobody else is doing, how anybody else is feeling but myself. Help me. Help me. But instead, but instead he put the focus on his mother and his disciple. He said, he said, he said woman, behold your son. Now I have a problem. Now I have a problem because if you, uh, if, if, you, if, you, if you really know the life of Jesus, Jesus had some other brothers. And so it's like, 
See, I know he was the eldest. I know he was the breadwinner of the family. You know, he took care of moms. He took care of the house. But why in the world did you not pass it over to your brothers? But there are two things I believe on why he didn't. The first one was according to John 7 and 5, the word said that they didn't believe in his ministry. They didn't believe in his ministry, nor was they present when he was suffering. Oh, my God. My God. So he told John, take care of my mama. Take care of her. The reason why he told John to take care of his mother, because he knew that he was more than qualified to take care of her. He knew that he knew that he was that he was gonna love her how he loved her. He knew that he was gonna lead her how he led her. So he said, I want you to lead her. How I led her because eventually there's gonna be a place where I need you to take her, and only you will know where to take her. So let, so let me pause right there and let you know, be careful. Be careful who you pass responsibilities to. Because everybody's not capable of being a leader. I see, I see a lot of people in here have kids. You're not going to just let anybody watch your kids. You're not going to let anybody teach your kids. You're not just going to let anybody speak life. And two... Your kids. So be careful who you pass responsibilities to. So I, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. But here, here we have, now we have Jesus. He's suffering. Jesus is suffering. And Bishop, I looked at this two ways. You have Jesus suffer, one, because he's in pain. He's in agony. He's going through. But then again, he's suffering because he sees his mom and his disciple watching him suffer. And then, PG, this, bro, this is where it got personal. This is where it got personal. If anybody know my testimony, have you ever had to watch somebody you love suffer? Have you ever had to watch somebody in a hospital on a deathbed? Have you ever had to watch Somebody suffer. That's what Mary and John did. Mary, she had to watch her son suffer. John had to watch his teacher suffer. Here it is right here. Here it is right here. And that's where God gave me this, uh, this, this scripture. 1 Peter 5 and 10. I'm going to paraphrase just a little bit. He said, after you have suffered for a little while. After you have suffered for a little while, he will restore, support, strengthen, and he will place you on firm foundation. So when we look at Jesus, he suffered, but he only suffered for a little while because eventually he died, went to hell, grabbed the keys, and then he got up with all powers in his hands. Then he ascended to the right hand. Jesus was elevated. So I came to tell somebody, once you suffer for a little while, 
Once you suffer for a little while, your elevation is coming. Your elevation is coming, just like Mary and John. Here it is. Jesus, when, before, before he left, he said, greater works, what do you do? Because I go unto the Father. So he already, had, he already had a plan set up. So he said, Mary, I want you to go with John. Because eventually I want y'all to go to the upper room. And after you go to the upper room, you shall receive. I'm done. So just know after you suffer, you got to wait on your feet. You feel like you can't go to the next level. You got the weight of the world on you. You can't move. Just know if you suffer just for a little while longer, your elevation is coming.